Hi, everybody. Welcome to Embrace the Madness. I'm your host, Madeline, and I'm super excited to be back. It's been so long, and I feel like I've been going through so many changes and really like a whole whole transformation over the last few years. And I think I did realize that I haven't really made made it a consistent practice to podcast frequently like I used to. And in a weird way, I do think that's because I started my podcast when I was living alone. And as you can imagine, recording when you're completely by yourself just has a different energy of recording when you know people are listening or, you know, if you've ever been made fun of or things like that. I There's something there, so I'm trying to explore it, but I'm also just trying to let go and stop worrying about it because, you know, they say that no one's really ever thinking of you and maybe our anxiety is just telling us that people are thinking about, you know, how how often we've not been posting and how inconsistent we are. And I think we're we're realizing we're moving to a place where if people really do feel that way, then it it really doesn't matter if they're in your life or not because you know, we're we're looking for people who are more supportive and loving and kind and understanding. And so I appreciate you. And I really do believe that you have been so patient with me and understanding. And I'm so grateful for you. But I did want to share, I just hosted a workshop called Build Your Dreams. It's where I shared a little bit about my story over the last couple of years and kind of going back to that transformation. There are just some things that I've done like a complete like 180, but like five times over again, if that makes sense. There's just so much that's changed that in my life that has really, really allowed me to explore what success means for me and and how I can achieve these dreams and these goals that I once thought were impossible and unobtainable and all of these things. So I hosted this workshop because I wanted to share this with y'all and to share this because I have the privilege of, you know, knowing my whole story and knowing my page one, and I don't even know what page we're on now, but Not everybody is aware of my journey or my story or where I used to be, where I am now, all those things. So I really wanted to share that because I think that there's a lot to learn from my experience. I mean, if you've read my blog, you know that I used to write about kind of these really challenging feelings, kind of exploring, you know, our darker parts of us things that we refer to as our shadow, just those those, those parts of us that we're not really willing to accept and integrate. And I think I've done a hell of a lot of integration. And I really do think that that is such a powerful tool to be able to realize that, yes, I have experienced some really shitty things. And yes, I have done things that I am sorry for and I've hurt others there's just all of these these things that we know to be true that we don't really want to believe are true and I really I think for so many years I was denying what was true and 
today I just feel like a new a new person, a new a new me, the same me but a new me, a new version of me, whatever whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I'm going to in this episode share with you my workshop. So if you weren't able to attend the free workshop, no worries. I'm going to share the audio here today in this episode so that you can hear. Like I said, we talked about kind of my journey over the last couple of years. Really, I feel like a breaking, not a breaking point. Well, it, it was pretty much a breaking point. A big, a big, a big moment of clarity was when I was told that self-care was selfish. And I think that that kind of just like slingshot me into this this world of loving myself and and really discovering that we do need to be selfish in that sense. We do we owe it to ourselves to be that nurturing, comforting, secure place because for a lot of us we never got to experience that. And I think that by rejecting this notion of self-love is really just holding us back from our potential. And yeah, I share I share some tangible tips that you can take to start implementing into your life because I know we all want to make our make our wildest dreams a reality and get to get to get to play that out in our lives and not just, you know, journal about it or put it on our vision boards. But but I do believe that everybody has it inside of themselves to do this 180. They they have it inside themselves to to really learn to love themselves and to look at the story that they're telling themselves and all of these things. And I don't want to spoil any more or give anything away. I just want you to listen and let me know what you think. Let me know if anything resonated with you. Let me know. Yeah, I just I just want to know. I just want everybody to be happy and have their dreams come true. And yeah, so you will notice that the audio quality is going to change because I'm using the Yeti microphone right now. And then for the Zoom call, I just use the computer microphone. So it's a little, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's a little digitally, but it's not, it's not like horrible, but I do know now moving forward that I need to integrate my microphone with my Zoom workshops just so that the the watcher gets to the watcher. The viewer gets to have the best um, audio visual experience when they are attending a workshop. So, without further ado, I will let you go ahead and listen to it again. I hope you enjoy it. Just listen to listen to my story. Listen to you know the changes that I've made, the kind of downloads I got, and downloads just being like kind of like epiphanies. But yeah, I've got them. I've got them in in the story. I'm excited. Thanks so much for tuning in. And yeah, if you are interested in continuing your personal develop, develop, development journey, then you know what to do. You get a postcard each month and you get extra bonus episodes just like this one. You can log on to www.patreon.com slash embrace the madness. And yeah, as always, you can reach out to me on Instagram at embrace the madness podcast, or you can just log on to my website at www.embracethemad.com to see my whole portfolio. 
All right. I love y'all so much. Thanks again. See you soon. Bye. Thank y'all for attending my very first Zoom workshop. I've never done this. So <laughs> I'm like, maybe this is how you use it. Um, I hope y'all are doing so well. Thanks for coming. If you read the kind of event for the workshop, I just wanted to take some time to share my story. Um, I know a couple of y'all I just met, Julian, Samantha, um, I mean, you too, Candace. So there's a lot that you probably don't know about me. And I feel like it's important to kind of reflect on where you've been. And I'm surely a way different person than I was four, three, four years ago. Um, and y'all know that we're always kind of shifting and reiterating and designing new versions of ourselves. So it's only inevitable that we continue growing. But yeah, I just wanted to share my story. Um, I really do feel like there was a big shift in so many different things. Um, because a couple years ago, like there's no way in hell I would have thought I would have ever been a DJ or had a podcast or I honestly would have thought I would still be in school. Um, and I'll share a little bit about that. But yeah, it's just wild to look back and say, holy shit, I've actually changed and grown so much. And yes, I just wanted to share that with everybody. Okay, so yeah, like I was saying, um, I kind of wanted to create this workshop, first of all, to share my story, if you have never um, heard it or been been with me long enough to know. Um, and I also feel like a lot of the stuff that I'm sharing is what kind of took me to that next level. And I went from this place of uncertainty and fear and kind of just scared and just always worried about something. Um, and I started putting these, these things into practice. And I hope that by sharing these things with you that you can start implementing little things in your day as well. So story time. So really, like I said, I feel like things, we change over the years and stuff, but I really do feel it was like right before the pandemic. I'm sure we all changed kind of um, <laughs> then, but I, pre-pandemic, I was bartending. I had been bartending ever since I left college. I graduated in 2015 with um, a bachelor's in psychology and my supposed track was to go get a PhD in neuroscience. And if you know anything about a PhD, that's like six more years of school. And so part of me, I'd kind of been an overachieving academic and I really just didn't want to go back to school. And I didn't want to have to deal with homework and papers. And I had just had enough in the last 15 years. So I did what all college graduates do and get a bartending job. And so I've been working in the industry, yeah, for as long as I could work, honestly. And I know that a lot of that was probably fear, but I also do believe that if I were meant to go get a PhD, it would have happened, you know? Um, and that's not to say that I won't someday, but for me at that time, it just wasn't it. And so I was bartending and drinking a lot and single. And I had really just kind of been with different people in different relationships and was never really satisfied and just always just in this really low place um, of self-worth and just all of these things. So a big thing that I was focused on when I was graduating was you have to come up with kind of like a thesis and all this stuff. And I was trying to figure out what program I wanted to be in. 
and really where my interests were, were the science and the data. And I love kind of things that are happening on a chemical and biological level, but it, I felt like something was pulling me towards this more spiritual side. I was really into the research about meditation. They had been doing brain scans on monks and just looking at the different brain structures that are changing. And so that was the stuff that really, really just inspired me. And I couldn't find a program that had integrated what I wanted. And I'm sure you all know, like when you are in kind of that left brain sciencey field, they don't really make it seem that spirituality and science can go together. And I don't know, maybe since I was born, I just always, I just always wanted to find that intersection. And I think that was a big reason why I didn't end up per pursuing my PhD. Thank goodness, looking back now. But yeah, I just I just was curious about what what this intersection was and how how I could, you know, make it manifest and and show that there is this connection and this relationship in with between the two. So meanwhile, it's like 2017, 2018, and I am living alone. Like I said, I was single. I had a lot of alone time, which I highly recommend. Um that you get because it's just so, so pivotal to your development and really just truly learning about yourself and what makes you tick and what drives you crazy. But a, a lot of this time I was, I spent reading. Um, I also like to write. I had had a blog um, that I had started from studying abroad to keep um, contact with people at home. And when I got home, I was like, I just want to keep writing. And so I started writing about things that I was thinking about my emotions. I guess I've always kind of been like this introspective, reflective person. Um, and so you could imagine that a lot of the books that I enjoyed reading were about spirituality, but also science. And there's so much cool research about the Dalai Lama, even talking with doctors and scientists who are talking about these things. And what I really found cool to be that a lot of what Buddhism was saying was backed by science. There's a really cool book. I can link it or we can talk about it. Um, but it's called The Practical Neuroscience of Buddhism. And I think I had gotten that for Christmas one year. And it was just wild seeing that literally they were taking all the tenets and um, kind of matching it with all of these things, all of these scans that they had done on monks and people and um really just seeing the brain changes that were happening during meditation and over the course of time. And that, that was just fascinating to me. I didn't really know where I fit in, in that, um, in terms of career or a job. And so, yeah, that's where I was with that. Something else I noticed a lot when I was living alone was how mean I was to myself. I remember like one day, like I lost my keys and I just started like berating myself. And I don't know where where you are in your journey with self-talk, but it's just like, sometimes you're like, did that just come out of my mouth talking to myself like that? And so, I mean, being alone, you're like consumed in your thoughts and you're just consumed in all of this. And I just really started looking, looking at what I was saying and, and really asking myself, where is this coming from? Like, why? why do I feel the need that I have to bully myself, you know? And so thank God I had blogging and like writing to really help me. 
And what's funny is I had gotten this book, um, some of you may have, have heard of it or read it, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. She talks about kind of this idea of spirituality and this journey that you go on as a creative, as an artist, and really kind of how they are intertwined and linked. And that we are, we become this vessel um, of our, our big creator to, to channel whatever it is that we are meant to share. And that, I don't know what it was. I had never really identified as a creative or anything. I thought I was a scientist. I thought you couldn't be smart and creative. And so I was just like, holy cow, like this is actually really powerful. And one of the practices, she has like a whole curriculum that you can go through, but something that she swears by, it's called morning pages. And it's where you just random stream of consciousness, no, no outline, no really any structures needed, just a place for you to get out on three pages, only three pages every day in the morning just just writing and you can even write like I hate writing so much I can't believe I have to do this but just like creating that space and just doing it over and over really really helped me kind of take some of these thoughts that I was wrestling with and and really just learn to kind of explore like why why do I have this relationship with myself why do I feel the need that I need to bully myself you know and so you know, building consistency is kind of hard. And so some days I wouldn't do it, some days I would. But really writing just helped me build this habit, build this consistency, and really just have this space where I could go to when I didn't know, excuse me, who else to talk to. And so kind of fast forward a little bit. It's probably like the summer of 2019 and I start getting these little nudges and I had been in the personal development space. And so I had realized it was kind of people were making this shift to podcasts. Um, and I'm sure they were doing it a little bit before that too, but I was like, man, I wonder if I could take my podcast to, or my blog to the next level. I wonder if I could record myself talking about these these topics these these things that I had felt passionate about and start talking about them start talking about how we are all humans and that we experience emotions and that we experience anger and shame and and joy and and laughter and and how we can kind of navigate through these these life experiences and of course I was like, oh my God, I don't know how I could do that. I don't know. I don't, I don't know anything about starting a podcast. I don't, all I have is these iPhone headphones. Like what am I supposed to do? And so I, I started researching and it, it was scary for sure, but I started doing little tiny baby steps and started outlining. And yeah, it was November, 2019 that I had started my podcast. And so also around that time, I had been kind of toying with the idea of learning to DJ. And I, like I said, I was single. So I had a lot of time to just like go out by myself and yeah, and just do whatever. And I don't know if you have ever gone out to go dance by yourself completely, but it is one of the most liberating things I have ever felt. And so not only was I learning how to use my voice and how to kind of create space for that, but I was also 
learning how to just express myself freely without judgment, without, without shame, without any of that stuff. Like I didn't care. I was by myself and it was to music that I really enjoyed. And so I remember almost vividly, I was like standing in the crowd and I was looking at the DJ and I was like, what is stopping me from learning how to do this? Like literally nothing. And of course, like all my self-talk had been, had, had come back and it was reminding me of all the times I had given up on anything that I had started once before. And, and I just kept saying like, no, I really think like this might be, this might be, this might be it. Like, who's to say that this isn't the thing that you just keep doing and prove yourself wrong. So of course I, I go home and, you know, do all these things. And, and it's kind of like, I was just like, well, if it happens, it will happen. And like, let's see. And I had started playing around. Um, my sister had gotten like a little, a little DJ board thing for Christmas one year. And so I kind of just started learning and, and really just was like, well, shit, if they're not playing the music I want to hear, like, why don't I just learn how to do this and, and start playing music that I want to hear. And so one thing led to another and like, this is how I feel like I knew it was the thing because I found a board for very, very good price on Facebook marketplace and driving home, like I look out the window and it's a rainbow and I'm just like, oh my God, like what's happening? And like, at this time I did not, I did not know about the magic of the world. I think it was just like, you know, coming into it and it was insane. Y'all would laugh so hard. I used to, I wish I had the headphones, but it's like, you know, the headphones with the little thing and the microphone and the volume, well, the faceplate had fallen off, but it was the same pair that I was using to record my podcast and listen to my mixes when I was practicing DJing. But like, thank God for that pair of headphones because it really just got me to, got me to where I needed to be. And, um, yeah, like I said, I wasn't really like verse and anything manifestation. I might've heard of it at the time, but I wasn't really like into it like I am now, but something I kind of said was like, okay, well, let me see if this manifestation stuff is real. I'm going to play my first show before the end of 2019. Thankfully, I had kind of networked in the space, like, but I also was like, uh, that's in like two months. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. December 28th, 2019 was my very first show. And I, I just couldn't look back. Like, it was just like, what the fuck? And yeah, that was also the time that I met Davis. So things just started, things just started happening and, and, and things in my life just started clicking. And so going into 2020 was like, I think all of us are like, oh, I don't want to relive that. But yeah, it was kind of bleak. Like there was not going to be any live music. I wasn't sure what the heck was going to happen, you know, with all of that. And really, honestly, I was just thankful that I didn't have to go to work. Like I said, I was still bartending then. And I was beginning to realize that that wasn't fulfilling me. And <clears throat> maybe there, there was another option. Maybe I could go on to be a DJ. Maybe I could get paid to, you know, play around the world, or maybe my podcast would take off things like that. Um, but really, I'm so grateful that I did have that because, you know, 2020 was a lot to process. Like we had so many different emotions that we were experiencing. I think, 
I mean, I'm a really sensitive person, but I could just feel that so many people did not know what the hell was going on. And I didn't know what the hell was going on either, but I feel like at least some of my self-awareness was able to help me stay grounded. And also I had like a creative outlet that was pretty therapeutic. So I was very privileged and blessed just to be able to have that, that space for myself. Um, but as I, as I had all that free time, I started like trying to learn to write music and I thought that my negative self-talk was gone, but I was very wrong. And something that Julia Cameron talks about in that book, The Artist's Way, is how we kind of, when we pursue this creative journey, we have this, this big critic that comes out, like, that's just like, oh, that's not good enough. This sucks. Like, are you, are you serious? Like, are you stupid? Do you really think this is worthy of showing the world, you know? And so it was kind of scary that all these thoughts that I thought I had like put, put to the side had come back. And, and yeah, I, I was able to kind of explore that. I had always suffered from perfectionism and damn it, they will come out when you start your creative, creative journey. And so with me just being curious of all these things, I was able to explore like, well, why do I think that my music sucks? Why do I think that everything I create is trash? Like, why is that my first, first instinct to go to? And so I kind of started thinking back to um, my kind of roots. And I was always interested in animal behavior in psychology. It was one of my favorite classes. And it's really just looking at how all the ways that animals behave and function um, in their own kind of communities and, and together in the ecosystems. And there, there's really so many commonalities between humans and animals as far as mating and communicating and group dynamics and competition and cooperation. And I mean, I think we're just highly specialized and developed animals. But because of this, I really started thinking like, well, maybe these feelings are all universal. Maybe, maybe we all go through these things. We all, we all suffer and we all experience love and we experience joy. And so thankfully I had all this kind of inner work and introspection working for me. And I was able to handle some really, really shitty feelings and kind of talk about it on the podcast. And I learned to realize that these negative voices are actually a defense mechanism and they're actually protecting us. Because if you look evolutionarily, us as biological organisms, we have two goals, to survive and to procreate. And I kind of started reframing like all these psychological things like, well, maybe it's trying to protect us. Maybe this side of me is trying to make me perfect so that I don't get in trouble or I don't fail or I don't have to deal with all of these negative, you know, life experiences which is a mind fuck, like, what, these negative things are helping me, like, what? And so I really kind of started looking at my relationship with my ego, and I think that 
I mean, we talk about like, oh, they have a big ego, blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's not necessarily that. I think that our ego is like this part of us that developed as humans to kind of keep us grounded and keep us in this relationship with our physical world. Because if we didn't have an ego, we, well, I don't think we would be like in physical space, but we would also like, I don't know, maybe get run over by a car, but I had to start looking at this part of me as, as this, like this relationship, like this, this part of me that I couldn't shun anymore, you know? Um, And I had realized that by kind of like repressing and pushing this part of me away, I was actually blocking a lot of a lot of things, a lot of potential successes, a lot of, a lot of feelings. I started realizing that when I could look at this part of me with empathy and, and kind of ask like, why are you here? What is it that you need me to know? What, what are you trying to tell me by criticizing me? Just starting to, yeah, look at, look at all these things and, and realize that 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 was probably a part of me that was scared and and thought that it would it would make me safe if i developed these these thought patterns and like damn it's like no joke for real and fast forward it's time to go back to work and i'm like i cannot i cannot go back to bartending like i had had a taste of freedom i had had all of this time and all of this space to, to pursue my creative passions and dreams and really just like exist as a human being. And I feel like we're all just trying to exist. Like ain't nobody trying to pay bills. Ain't nobody trying to go to work. Like we're just here to love and to create and to celebrate community. And I did not want to go back to work, but I didn't know what that meant because uh, I needed, you know, money to function. Um, so all that kind of happened, the pandemic happened and I kind of like got integrated back into work and, and things like that, because I do realize I have to supplement myself with income and and things to live. But I feel like by reframing this kind of relationship with my ego and learning to look at things with more self-compassion that I, I really I really thrived off of building this relationship and this friendship and, and really honoring myself and building these self-care practices. And a huge part of this compassion was forgiving myself, forgiving myself for all of these mistakes that I had made, for all of the wrong decisions I had made from all of the people that I had hurt, all the, all the times I hurt myself, all of these things. And I had to forgive myself, which I don't understand why it's so hard, but holy crap. So I think that by, well, I don't think I know that by befriending myself, I just completely removed this resistance out of the way. When you, it's like, imagine if you're with some, with your coworker and you spend time bickering, like you're not going to get your tasks accomplished because you're too busy fighting. So I was like, well, why don't I just start working together with myself and helping build myself up so that we can, we can do these things. I think we're, we're, we want the same thing. We just go about it a different way. And so by learning how to kind of work together and stuff like that, 
so much changed. And by looking at myself through the lens of love and compassion, I started looking at all of these, these, these ways that I was told I was too much. I used to be told I was too sensitive. Um, yeah, <laughs> I used to get made fun of for like talking about feelings and like, no wonder I was too afraid to express myself. Um, I had a job that told me I cared too much, that I was too passionate. And I remember going home being like, what? Like, but it took me until like recently to realize like, these aren't, these aren't character flaws. These aren't weaknesses. These are gifts. Like, it's not my fault that you think that you're not, you're not in a place to handle my sensitivity. Like, it's not my fault that I care and you don't. And I had to start, start looking at things like that because I really feel like we are told like, you're to this, you're to that. And we listen and we believe them. And I was so tired of listening to people and believing them. And, and yeah, I just realized like, I could start believing whatever I want. I don't have to believe these people. I could believe what I want. And I could start taking these gifts and start taking these, these strengths and these parts of me and really just doing some cool, do some cool shit. Um, but yeah, really, that kind of just brings me back to now where I just feel, I feel grounded and I feel, I feel safe. And I feel like I've created this space for myself to exist where before I didn't want to be alone with myself, you know? Um, so yeah, um, now that I'm in, whoa, <laughs> talking for 30 minutes, do y'all have any questions or anything like that? new okay so then that brings us to well how does that mean you can start building your dreams so i took um yeah i took parts of kind of the story and tried to put together um some things but really, if, if you get anything from this story that I just shared, it's that the relationship you have with yourself is so important. It just goes back to that thing. If you if you are fighting with the person that you're working with, nine times out of 10, it's going to take you a long time to get your goal accomplished. And this applies to you and your relationship with yourself too. And I know it's a lot easier said than done because I didn't talk about, you know, all the details like, the pain and the growth and the healing and, and all of those things, but it's worth, it's worth it. It's totally worth it. And I also think that it takes patience, communication, and commitment to build your dreams. And that's not to let any of that dissuade you because I think it's possible. And I think once you start to kind of like reframe things and, and really just redesign your mindset, you realize that all of these things are coming naturally. It's easy to be patient with yourself. It's easy to communicate with yourself. It's imperative that you commit to yourself, you know? Um, so I wrote down four, five different things that you can start to practice in your own life. Um, and I really think the key with all of this is baby steps. I think that Sometimes we're like, oh yeah, healing would be nice, but we don't really like 
it seems like, oh my God, there's like 10, 10 rungs to this ladder that are, is really steep and I don't know if I'm gonna be able to climb to the top. Um, but if you take them day by day, step by step, it's it's awesome. And like, you really do start to create magic. Like I said, I never would in a million years would have believed that I would have played music festivals by now. Um, I never would have dreamed that I have a website. I never would have dreamed any of this stuff, but it's just crazy. It's just crazy to see what happens when you start to love yourself and take care of yourself and nurture yourself. So number one, get to know yourself. Two, create some space. Three, journal it out. And four, follow those nudges. Five, trust yourself. So get to know yourself. Um, I am a personality test junkie. <laughs> I know some people like it. Some people don't. Some people don't want to feel boxed in. I kind of just have reframed this narrative to, yes, I have strengths and yes, I have weaknesses, but I'm more looking for this stuff to empower me. How can I best know myself so that I can, you know, if I know that I am not good at this, I can know to call somebody to help me. If I know that I'm really good at this, I know I can get it done really fast, things like that. Um, so yeah, start thinking about your likes, your dislikes, your strengths, your weaknesses. What are you doing when you are feeling your best? Who are you with when you're best? What are some things that you're passionate about? What do you want to change in the world? Um, and like I said, I'm a test junkie. I also love astrology and human design. Um, I understand that modern day science has not been able to prove any of this stuff, blah, blah, blah. But I have created a world where I think it's cool and I think it's real. And it really just helps me understand myself. I think astrology is wild because I have a lot of um, energy in terms of communication with my career. And it's like, I really enjoy talking and I have a podcast. So I implore you to just look up your birth chart, to just try, even, even if you look at different aspects, like it's just a game changer. Human design is another one of those things that um, incorporates different kind of systems and puts it all together. Um, Enneagram, I'm sure you all have known about. I know probably a lot of workforces use that as personality test and TBI also. Um, but yeah, really just like getting to know yourself deeper so that you're, you know who you're working with, you know? Number two. So create some space. And I know this is sometimes difficult when we have busy lives, we have schedule booked, 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 you know, like thinking about how I'm so tired of working and so tired, like I just need a fucking break, you know, but by setting aside time for ourselves, which it doesn't even have to be in complete silence. I actually do a lot of get a lot of kind of quiet time just by having like calm music playing in the background and I'm just, you know, laying on the floor or stretching, but really just creating that intentional quiet time. However you choose to fill it is up to you. You can go outside, take a walk. I know guided meditations are really helpful if you are a beginner and you have never really meditated before. I think it's helpful to 
kind of have um, someone kind of speaking to you as you're breathing, just so you have something to focus on. I really love arts and crafts. I love colored markers. I love colored pens. I only have one, but I just love, love colors and, and really just turning on some music and just anything to quit the chatter around you to, to cancel out any of that noises, turning off Netflix for an hour. Um, it, you'd really be surprised, like even giving yourself 30 minutes is life-changing. Um, something cool that my therapist taught me and, um, is helpful for, you know, just taking a few breaths is square breathing and it's four, 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 four. So it's inhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, exhale, two, three, four, two, two, three, four, but really just like, doing that for a couple of times, you'd be surprised. Um, yes, like I said, anything that silences you, just giving yourself a break from the Netflix, from the Squid Games, like, you know. Number three, I'm sure if you know me, you know I love journaling, and I will literally tell everybody how much it changes their life, but, like, my journal evolution used to just be, like, objective to now when I journal I'm like literally like here's my problem higher self I need you and I can like literally channel my higher self and say oh well here's how you should look at it try to reframe it this way don't forget that you're fucking awesome you know things like that um and another thing I think that sometimes people get scared about journaling is like there's no rules there's nothing to be afraid of it's literally and that could also be intimidating too in itself you know like oh god it's a blank piece of paper what do I write but there's no rules and I think knowing that is really helpful um you can also journal as much or as little as you want I think you know three pages might be intimidating to you start out with one and like I said you can literally write like I can't believe Madeline's making me journal right now this is so stupid blah that's perfectly fine I think it really helps to just get these thoughts that are like spiraling out of control and just putting it down on a piece of paper and there it's there it's no longer driving me crazy it's just on the paper now um like I said I like to make my stuff fun I journal I like to journal in a different color every day so just like things things that are fun to you and if you hate colors then journal in black it's fine um Free write or guided prompts. I think that sometimes I like journaling. Sometimes I like having something to journal about. Um, if you signed up to do the guided meditation and journal prompts, I have a couple that are kind of going to take it further to um, kind of get you thinking about your strengths and things like this. Um, and just don't forget, no rules. And... If you remember my story, there were a lot of nudges that I followed. And what I know now is that these nudges are kind of our, our higher self, our, our intuition. And these voices and these whispers are taking us to our joy. And going back to creating some space, this space is so important because when we are clouded with chatter and the, the mental things going back and forth, we really don't have time to hear these whispers. And so by getting quiet and creating space, 
we start to be able to hear what these whispers are. And something too is just like as simple as what color shirt do I want to wear today? Do I want to wear blue? Do I want to wear this green polka dot? And it's kind of like, that's a way to exercise, like listening to your intuition, to follow these nudges. Like who's to say that you won't like get a job offer because this recruiter likes polka dots, like crazier shit has happened. And I really do think these nudges are are powerful. And like I, like I said there, if I chose to not ever start a podcast, if I never took that nudge, I wouldn't have one today. I wouldn't have, have shared my story. I wouldn't have shared my experience. I wouldn't have helped so many people. And if I never even tried to pursue this DJing thing, I never would have gotten to experience Goddess Awakening. Shout out, Samantha. Um, so I'm just grateful that I have all of these nudges and I, I know how much it has helped me get in this space of like, holy shit, there is magic all around me. And 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 building this this relationship with myself and, and listening to these nudges. You'll never know where they'll lead you. And then last, trust yourself. So I know this is kind of a loaded statement. And if you're at the beginning of kind of this 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 thing where you're building this relationship with yourself, it can be really challenging because for me, I would just be sharp and negative and critical. Like, it would just be like, why should I trust you? So baby steps, for sure. Um, Another way you can start to kind of follow these nudges, trust yourself, is I grew up thinking, oh, well, I need to ask what so-and-so thinks because I can't trust myself to make a good decision, you know? And so in a situation where you feel like, oh, what do you think I should do? Don't ask them. And just ask yourself, what do I think I should do? And start and start really trusting that and honoring because I really do believe that only we have the answers to what's right in our world. And I think that really learning to honor and develop this connection with ourselves and, and to trust ourselves, there's no way we couldn't find our path, you know? Um and something I keep coming back to is your heart is the roadmap of your dreams. And I really, I really do think that's, that's true. Um, another way you can do it is keep promises to yourself. Um, that's definitely something I'm still working on, still building consistency. But if I say I'm going to clean my room, let me clean my room. If I say I'm going to meet this person within reason, I'm going to try to keep that promise. Um, but yeah, really just learning to be your own best friend and and building this relationship. And it's just like a relationship with another person. It, it, it takes time. It takes time. It takes patience, communication, commitment. If you'd like access to more podcasts and a postcard each month, check us out on patreon.com slash embrace madness.